Hello and welcome to the Plus Size Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Michaela Leitz, a plus size fashion stylist and influencer. This podcast is here to celebrate plus size women and to talk literally about everything from fashion to love to spirituality and so much more. Whether you are a fellow plus size woman or just someone who appreciates big personalities and authentic stories, you will love the Plus Size Experience Podcast. Hello and welcome to another very exciting guest episode on the Plus Size Experience podcast. I have an incredible guest today. I have Leah here and I'm going to introduce you quickly to her and then we're going to just, yeah, absolutely start into our conversation. So Leah V is an international plus size hijabi model, award-winning author, inclusive content creator, body positive activist, and digital brand strategist. Her content has garnered over 4 million views combined and her face plastered on billboards in Times Square. She's been featured in hundreds of media outlets from the New York Times to BuzzFeed. Hello, Via. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to see you today. Yeah, we're about to uh, have a whole show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember we already had a really great conversation and we already should have really recorded that one that we already have. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure this one is going to get so much better. So, Leah, just tell us, like, how did you get into modeling? And, oh, my gosh, I want to know so much about you. Um, yeah, so I kind of fell into modeling. Um, you oh. know, I'm not the stereotypical plus size model, uh, especially for your listeners, you know, maybe in like London or like New York, LA, like I don't fit the molds. Like I wear hijab, I am short, I am in my 30s and, you know, I'm black. <laughs> so, you know, that's not really something that people want to be like, oh, that's the beauty standard. Like, oh, she'll sell something. Uh, <laughs> so I remember like having really bad eating disorders when I was very young. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. And I never felt beautiful, never felt worthy. There was nobody who looked like me who admitted yeah. beauty or confidence. So I looked up to thin white women, you know, something that I would never be. But as a kid, you don't know any any different. And so I was like, okay, the closer I can get to a thin white woman, the better my life will be, the more beautiful I, I am. So I started to Uh, absorb everything model everything fashion I would watch the catwalks watch the size two models on catwalk I watched Tyra and Naomi and all the greats and I would emulate them secretly yeah uh, in my little in my bedroom uh and I would do the catwalk in the hallway with my cheap heels on just for for fun it wasn't anything like I never thought it would be a job because I'm like "You, you you can't do that you're not tall and so uh I had lost quite a bit of weight due to ED because I would have, I would have, I would do diet and then gain, do diet. Yeah. And so I think I was like 20s and I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing fashion show, show circuit and be behind the scenes, like as a stylist. Mm-hmm. And then like anytime I would go to a show, they're like, oh, are you the model? And I'm like, why would you think that? Like, I'm not, don't, don't do that. And so people would be like, oh, you're so photogenic. And I'll be like, please don't do that or lie to me because that doesn't really make sense to me mm-hmm. so please don't do that and so people kept mistaking me for model or somebody in the fashion industry and one day I stumbled upon Instagram in 2013 and I found the hashtag plus size model and 
after that, I was just like, I never seen people with big boobs or big hips. Yeah. Getting flown out and doing campaigns and being yeah. an sir. I never saw that. And I was like, okay, so if this exists, then maybe I can do it too. Uh, and then kind of it kind of went from there. Wow. It's really, really inspiring because especially as you said, I mean, you're wearing a hijab. That's something that's like really like you don't really see that ever in fashion, which is really sad because fashion should really like represent everyone. And then on the other hand, you're plus size and you're black. So this is something where other people say, especially, you know, how the fashion industry is. They don't really want that. They want to have their one thing. It's like the thin white woman. And that's that. And so it's really, really inspiring to hear that you really made it on fashion. I really love that. Is there like any, I don't know, like any show, any shooting that's like in the back of your head that you said like this was like a really cool job um yeah I think the the one that because you know I, I wrote a book about like how I became you know a model uh and the story that's in there is my shoot in Paris that I oh. did uh and it, it wasn't paid like I mean and I've, I've done some very large campaigns and this one is my favorite because you know you always have that story when you didn't have a lot of money you didn't have a lot of faith but you did it anyway mm -hmm. And that yeah. is the, the Paris story. So it was my first time going to Paris and uh, I just got divorced. I just had got a little bit of money from a settlement. So I hurt my knee at work. So I was like, if I get any money, I'm going to go to Europe. I'm going to go to Europe and live my nice. life. And I didn't have, I didn't have nothing. I'd say I'd have nothing. Like I didn't even have like, uh, my phone was only on Wi-Fi. So I couldn't like make phone calls. I was I was out here really reckless. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so my favorite photographer, Velvet Diamore, who was like uh like an OG in the plus size community. Like she's the first wow. size model to walk a runway, I think, in, in France uh, at size 26. So she uh I reached out to her, was like, hey, like I'm like I'm coming to London, like we should shoot together she was like oh for sure and I was like so starstruck because she's like a real photographer she's been on the runway she's been to cons film festival she's like a celebrity and I was like she wants to shoot me I'm just a fat girl from Detroit like I don't I have experience <laughs> and she's like yeah and so when I tell you that I messed up my flight a little bit so mm -hmm. basically I had to get up at 5 a.m to get uh, on the train to go. I didn't know about Europe, the trains and everything. Oh, yeah. But I didn't get a lot of sleep because I just flew into London. So I'm going off two hours of sleep. So I get on the mm -hmm. train, I'm passing out. Literally, my bag is like this. I'm passing out on the train and I get, I don't even remember actually how I got to Paris. So I got to Paris. They were being <laughs> a little bit mean to me because I'm an American. I was just trying to figure out how to get to where I need to yeah. be. They're being so mean to me. I'm exhausted. <laughs> I have a backpack. I'm scared of pickpocketers. I, I've never been before. <laughs> and I found a black woman in the airport who was so nice to me. She was like, this is how you get on the train. This is how you get on the bus. This is how you get to where you need to go. I was like, thank you for this black woman in Paris. Because she was so nice and to me, you know. Super Shout nice. out to her. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> always find, as a black person, you always find the other black people when you travel because they'll be the nicest to you. So uh, yes, I finally get to the hotel a, a little bit late. So we are literally like have two hours to shoot five outfits and I'm getting scared. <gasps> and I see Velvet hanging out the window. She's like, Louis, 
<laughs> and she's waving. And oh immediately God. we do makeup, 45 minutes, and boom, 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 outfit, 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 outfit. And so uh, I didn't know like about modeling in Paris. So she's like, oh, you're dressed up really crazy. So the the the, the Parisian people are going to be like in our business. And yeah. so the last shoot, she's like, just be a celebrity. And people kept thinking I was a black celebrity and calling out Rihanna or whatever. Nice. <laughs> and people like the whole, I remember I was posing and like this whole cheering section of like French people were screaming and cheering. <gasps> it was like a oh celebrity moment for me. And so I think that's like my most favorite modeling memory is me modeling in Paris randomly on two hours of sleep and, and zero dollars. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I literally have goosebumps right now. That's such a beautiful story. And I'm pretty sure it must be so inspiring also for other women like hearing about that right now. If you're like really like at your kind of not the lowest lows, but if you're like on a really like low point, you know, like being broke and then you're just going somewhere, you have no idea where you are, how you're getting there, what's going on, what kind of language they're speaking, you don't understand a thing. Then you have this like really great opportunity and then you just, yeah, you just slay. I love it. Oh my gosh. You just got to do it. I mean, a lot of the things I've done in life, I have uh, jumped in without much knowledge of it. And, you know, yeah. where I come from, you know, I come from very much so mental illness, single mom, a lot of trauma and uh, people like me don't, you know, get a chance to do these things. Yeah. So I made a promise to myself that I would jump into things no matter how scared I was. And it's been working. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that um you just said like yeah however you however scared you was I know a lot of people are afraid of doing the things that they would like to do and even I catch myself sometimes being like super afraid of something and then I just I'm I'm a person and I'm just trying to yeah get rid of this feeling which is not really good because maybe you sometimes should ride that wave but I'm like okay this feeling doesn't exist right now I'm super scared um I'm just like going full in, like not thinking about it, just doing it. I don't know. Do you have like the secret sauce to not being afraid or just like working through that? Yeah, I mean, I think people will be very shocked. And I always say this, that I am the most scared person you'll ever meet. Uh, I'm very careful about things. Um, I have these two extremes, right? I have the little scared um, uh, alley cat from the the pound shaking, patches of fur missing. (laughs) That's one. And then I have the other like drag queen, bad bitch, Beyonce, Cher, like RuPaul, like all mixed into, I have these very two extremes and which a lot of us do, you know, it's not like, oh, this person's very this way all the time. This person is confident or has the answers all the time. That's not real. And people who do say that are probably lying. Uh, I think that a lot of times you have to really, like you said, do it, do it afraid and go all in. It's great yeah. to plan things, but sometimes when you over plan, that turns into procrastination. Mm-hmm. And so I find myself, if I'm like, oh, I need to read uh, this many books in order in order for yeah. me to do this one thing, or I need to uh, do this many jobs before I can charge this much. It's like, no, you have the tools. You went to school, you've done the internship, you read the books, you've talked to all the top tier people. Now yes. it's time to put these skills to work. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of women... Uh, in particular, women of color have this issue too, where they feel like they're never qualified or never good enough because yeah. society will always tell you that as a woman, 
as a person of color that you're not good enough, you're not ready, you know, let someone else take the lead. And I remember one time, I have friends from all over the world and my South African friend sat across from me. This is when I was a baby blogger. And I was just like, I'm just so afraid of doing anything. Like, I don't think it's going to work out. Like, I just... I don't, I can't charge people. I can't negotiate. I just, I don't know how to ask for, for, for money for my services. And she sat across yeah. me, listened to everything. And at the end, she said, how much do you think white men are leaving their house for? How much mm-hmm. do you think? And I was yeah. like, um, I don't know, 2000. She's like, the, the number doesn't matter. What I'm trying to get to, to for you to understand is that you need to have the same high confidence as a mediocre white man. Yeah. And when she said that to me, I've literally carried that. Like, I don't think she understands how important that was because American white men will come into an office, not know shit, not mm-hmm. do shit, will steal yeah. your ideas and pawn it off as their own with the utmost confidence. Will yeah. charge, will negotiate triple. They don't have they don't have a care in the world. And so yeah. now when I go negotiate. I have the same confidence as a mediocre white man. Here's my minimum. Here's my maximum. This is what we're going to do. If you can't do it, there's no deal. And so I'm very, very aggressive when it comes to negotiating now because I'm not playing anymore. We're, we're done with the, I can't, I'm scared. I'm girly. I, yeah. Here's what we're doing. You're going to do it or not. You have the budget or not. You called me. I didn't call you. So now I'm I'm in the hot seat and I have the power. So yeah, I always tell people, have the confidence as a mediocre white man and your life will change tremendously. <laughs> you are so right about that. But I can imagine that was also kind of like a journey for you too. Because I know about myself. So it's it's so funny. I used to work in sales and my last job before I became an entrepreneur, I used to work on purchasing. So I used to be really, really good at negotiating and making deals and talking about money, like from both sides. And I know, honestly, I know all the tricks from both sides. And when I started my own business, it was so hard for me. It was hard for me to ask for money. It was hard for me to ask for the right price. It was also hard for me to like put myself out there. And it was crazy because I knew I had all the skills and I've done it all before. And it also took me really a while to get into that. But the feeling that I had at the beginning was like, okay, I'm I'm a fraud because mm-hmm. I just started this business and people will think I'm not worth that money. And after I had my first successes, it became better and better. But I really had to remember and remind myself like my own worth. And sometimes I still do. Like sometimes when like a really big company is talking to me, I really have to remember myself like what I'm capable to give and Mm -hmm. all the successes that I had before. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that that's the most amazing advice you can give to anybody who started their own business. Because a lot of times, you know, I also like, I think it's a lot less now, but I still have like situations where I'm talking to people that I'm like, these people have done like really cool things or, these yeah. people, you know, or they want to pay me this, like, is it really worth it? And it's just <laughs> like, yes, it is. Because like, you know, we have to also survive as entrepreneurs. Uh, we have to yeah. survive this world. Inflation is crazy. Like it costs every, it, it costs just to breathe, honestly, nowadays. Yeah. So we have to think about that, our overhead, our time, we work weekends, we work off hours, like we're not playing games and we're not, no. we are skillful individuals. And 
we talk, constantly remind ourselves and also have people around us to remind us as well. Because a lot of times people don't have, either they don't have cheering section or they have people around them that are very negative and are fake friend, friend of me, family members, even spouses that will try to make you feel like, you know, oh, that's been done already. Or, oh, mm-hmm. who do you think you are for doing that? I've had multiple people tell me, you could never do that. Like, I mean, right? friends, I've yeah. had like close friends tell me yeah. that. I've had strangers, I've had like people in the profession tell me that you could never. And I have times five, 10, 20. Applause. And I, it, it's crazy <laughs> how people around you, like, the company you keep is very important. Your, your yeah. network is your net worth. And I absolutely am just turned 36 last week. And I see it even more now with each year that I grow older and more wiser is that if you are not for me, if you're not going to be supportive of things, even though they seem like impossible, then you can't yeah. be around. And absolutely. it's really that I'm talking about, I've dropped like family members, parents, cousins, like 20 year relationships because you, we no longer on the same path of growth. Yeah. Uh, and so now I have to fill the void with other positive energies. And so I've, I've been doing that and it's been working tremendously. Yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. And I figured out most people, most people in business and entrepreneurs can totally relate to that. I have same thing, broke with so many people because it was just not possible anymore. But I also... It happened for me really when I figured out my own self-worth. Before that, I had people yeah, running all over me. And I didn't even notice that because it felt normal. It felt normal how certain people were talking to me, what kind of demands I was getting from certain people. And I was just pleasing and giving and giving and giving. And after a while, I was really figuring out like, oh, I really forgot myself here. And where is the support that I should be getting? Where are the nice words that I should be getting and words of encouragement? And I honestly have to say, I got more encouragement and support from strangers than from my own people around myself. It's insane. But then you're just knowing, as you said, you're on a different path, different frequency, and then those people just have to go. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely had the same thing, especially like I would say the beginning of my career. Yeah. Uh, it was more strangers, people online, yeah, people know me versus like my own family, close friends. And now I think it's like half half. Um, I think that I have a great group of people, some of who I've met offline, some of who met me off Instagram yeah. or uh came to one of my book signings. We're now best friends. People that I meet just randomly at events, we're now best friends. And so <laughs> crazy how like the internet and and really diving into true self and like you said before actualizing and realizing that you know you come first you like you are your biggest fan and you are your biggest supporter and to understand that you come first and then you know you can't pour from an empty glass so exactly people should not even expect that of you because that's selfish and so you have to also look at like how selfish people are. There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who are very ridiculous and, and very selfish. And like oh, I, yeah. as a Leo, I have selfish tendencies too. But at the same time, <laughs> like I have to also understand um, that it's not always about me either. Right. So like yeah. there's like this balance of like, okay, it's about you. But in this particular moment, it's about this person. And how can we um, give help or something like that or support them? And a lot of people don't have that give and take. It's like take, take, take. And it's like, okay, exactly. Well, you can't be around me if, if that's how you're going to do. If you're going to be a leech, then you can leech off somebody else. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I have exactly the same um th things going on. I mean, I'm a Leo too. <laughs> and yeah. I know how it is. Um before I had this really great amount of self-worth, I was not the typical Leo of like being always bold and shiny. I was the one that was always just giving from her heart and pouring into other people's cup. And I was a lot of people that had a lot of problems with their own self-worth and so I was always lowering my own self-worth and was not allowing to to shine so bright around them because if I did it was really affecting them and they were projecting onto me and I really really felt that yeah. and when I was really tapping into my own self-worth I really figured out it's how you said like you have to be also selfish but then if you start like nourishing yourself, then you are able to give and you really have to find that balance. And also as a Leo, you have to find that balance. I don't know what's your rising sign. Do you know that? Um, yeah. So I think the rising is Sag and the moon is Aries. Oh, wow. So very yeah. all fire cross. Very wow. passionate. Very like very, I get angry very easily too. <laughs> I have a bad temper. <laughs> so... <laughs> My temper is really bad. And so I have to uh, uh, put, because I've had lots of therapy. Uh, I've had like, I think seven or eight years of therapy, like three different oh, therapists, like yeah. four. Yeah, I've, I've had multiple therapists. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so they've taught me how to look at the triggers of my anger. Uh, yeah. And so now I know if I'm getting heated inside of here, mm -hmm. I'm going to have to take steps to leave. Because yeah. I, if I try to do any, if I try to prove my point, or if I feel like I'm being disrespected and you're not listening, and then you're also being, you're trying to do it in front of other people, yeah. then I'm like, okay, so now I want to one-up you. So now I have to figure out, so I won't get to that point. I have to go. And so people are like, oh, you're so rude for leaving that party. Or you're so rude for like just leaving. And I'm like, well, it's either that or I embarrass you in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you pick me being rude and leaving. Yeah. And not saying anything or me literally going off on you and saying the most hurtful things ever. Exactly. Just, just because you hurt me. So I have to, uh, not, yeah. So I will leave a party so quick. I will leave a date. When I tell you, I will grab my phone and my purse and walk out as if nothing happened. I That's me. Like, I love it. It's like the best thing to just stop. We're stopping it right now. Yeah. <laughs> But that's so good that you were able to learn that. So I have the same freaking thing. I can get so angry. I mean, it takes a while. Like, it's really like, yeah, you're pouring in, you're pouring in, you're pouring in. And then my cup is like enough. And now it's like overflowing. <laughs> and then I'm just like a volcano or like a tornado. And I'm just completely destroying the person in front of me. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I had to, I had to learn that, that I cannot really do that. I mean, it's not that maybe the other person doesn't deserve it there are people that actually deserve that uh here and there but I also had really to learn to make my anger very expensive like if you want to have my anger then you really have to pay a lot for that otherwise it's not worth it for me and then I really have to leave too I'm doing that leaving conversations <laughs> leaving yeah. situations blocking numbers because like what else do you want to do like it, exactly. it, is, it is what it is yeah no I, I definitely like that too because I'm like that too time is money yeah. And like when I get angry or upset, like I go all the way up and like my yeah. blood pressure is high, I get really yeah. hot, I'm shaking. And so it's just like, this is not something. And then, and then you come down that high of anger. Now you feel depleted and you feel yeah. exhausted. And so exactly. I'm like, I don't like that feeling. So like, yeah, like I'm the queen of blocking. Like my block list is so long <laughs> on my phone, email and my Insta. 
my blacklist is so long because like you might chew crazy and chew loudly yeah. and I'll block you. <laughs> like, I'll block for petty shit too. But I'm trying to block, I'm trying to like not block for petty things. I'm gonna let you know that this is irritating. And then if you do it again, I'm blocking. So do you yeah. also have that problem that you hate that if people are chewing too loud? I mean, if you're doing it, like, just, if you're being nasty about it, like, I just don't like for you to do that. It's just not okay for you to do the chewing loudly, or I see the food in your mouth, or the yes. food is coming out your mouth while you're talking. That's not okay for me. That's oh not okay. Oh my gosh. I have to laugh so much. This is incredible, because I have the same thing. It's so bad, and I'm always telling people, just eat, and when you're done, when you chewed, and you swallowed, then you can talk to me. Otherwise, yes. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to look at you. I'm going to exactly. put on my headphones because I cannot take that. Yeah, because you're being weird. And I know sometimes people can chew and talk at the same time. Yeah. But if there's like food coming out of your mouth oh. and you're being nasty about it, then no, <laughs> then no, you can't do it. So keep your mouth closed until you swallow. Yeah. Like, and we'll go from there. But it's just like, I also like, I'm very particular about things. Like, I yeah. think I might be a little on the spectrum because I'm very particular about just things uh just generally and so I understand it's very hard to be around people like us who are sometimes particular so yeah. I always give people the 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 option to opt out because like I like options to opt out if yeah. I am too particular for you if I'm too bold or I talk yeah. crazy or I'm just too much for you please let me know or just go just yeah, be like well, I can't really be your friend or be involved with you because you're just yeah. a little bit too much for me and I'm like yeah. oh thank you for letting me know that have a great life like yeah. I don't want to be feel like they have to be friends with me or talk to me trust me I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of acquaintances and yeah. I'll be fine but just like just go just we don't yeah. have to do it anymore because I do it to you so yeah I mean they're also like sometimes you come across people it's just not a match mm -hmm. and sometimes you think it's a match and then you're trying and then you're figuring out no it has never been a match from the very beginning and that's fine not everybody's everybody's cup of tea so it's 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 okay you know people can leave and it's the most um sane thing to do like so super healthy I feel like it's healthy too to have boundaries um yeah I feel like a lot of people like they they feel a need to like well first of all they get a lot of validation from people liking them yeah so it's just like if you have let's say low self-esteem or you're a people pleaser stuff like that is really serious because like if you're trying to people please or um do everything for a person who doesn't really care for you or that's not a match you're hurting yourself yeah. so I think that a lot of especially women need to understand that um you don't have to everyone's not gonna like you some people might look at your face and not like you just for no yeah. reason and yeah. you have to be okay with that you have to be okay with yourself and also I would say like um get comfortable being alone with you because it's very uncomfortable to be by yourself like you know some people like always have to have people around them or they can't do anything without company there are people like that I'm not like that I travel by myself I go to dinners by myself I'll go to a bar by myself and if I meet people fine if I don't that's not my concern my concern is yeah. to go and be uncomfortable and sit with self because everybody can't do that and I always always tell people if you're the person who always needs company to feel validated or vindicated you need to be okay with being uncomfortable with yourself because like you're you're hiding from something that you don't want yeah. to go out, you know absolutely it's it sounds like super healthy uh what what you just described and I can imagine it really also helped you in your model career because when you're a model you're constantly like being judged 
and people talking about you you're going to a casting and sometimes even nasty things gonna be said into your face or behind your back and um, also online comments can be really rude and insanely crazy so I can imagine having that yeah that balance in yourself must have been yeah very good for your career I guess Yeah, it was good for my career. I'm not saying that I always had that balance because I've yeah. been on set before where I felt totally othered, you know, because some of the models were, don't want to talk to me or because, you know, maybe I look different or they feel like I don't deserve to be next to them. Uh, I've had situations like that or, you know, they talk to everybody else and, and kind of like have me out or the other models get more screen time and I just get like whatever the scraps is left over. So it really fucks with your self-esteem. Honestly, uh, I try to mostly have some type of balance, but sometimes you're imbalanced and, and stuff like that does hurt you. Like whether it's yeah. that, the comments online, I've gotten death threats. I've gotten all <gasps> really very effed up things said to me online, like just really file and nasty stuff uh, because people are fat phobic and people are, yeah you know, misogynist and people are anti-black and they hide behind their computers and their basements of their mother's homes and spew hatred. And they just, because they're hurt, they want to hurt other people, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, sometimes I'm definitely not balanced, but I think that I'm getting older. I'm getting more, more and more balanced as with, with age. Yeah. I really think I feel the same thing and that's like a little encouragement for other women out there especially young women so if you're really like feeling insecure now and really like down and sad about what's being said to you like it has also been the same for us but the older you get and the more shit has ha been happening in your life you know the the yeah the better you get along with that kind of stuff I mean it it, it hurts but it's getting better somewhere and, and yeah but also what you said like other models like being mean to you that's just so crazy and but it's really like the things that unfortunately is like the fashion industry there's like so much going on there in the fashion industry that's still not okay and now we're also like turning back to the 2000s like completely i had made um i think a podcast episode over eight months ago about that that we're back in the 2000s and i could cry and it's really like i'm going back to my own trauma in the 2000s, I was a teenager and I wanted to be so badly like the women on TV, like Kate Moss and Paris Hilton. And I was always thinking like, if I do not look like these women, then something's wrong with me because they're on TV, they're being portrayed. And yeah, so I'm, I'm wrong. So I have to starve myself out. Now. I mean, I was a teenager. I was like 12 or something. And I was actually not that chubby back then. And I was just literally, yeah, starving out myself to look like them. And today we're going back to the kind of time of the fashion that's being portrayed and also the setback with plus size models like at the moment like also I think I would say like since last year especially in this year also you see less and less and less plus size models doing shows and it doesn't matter where it's New York it's London it's here in Germany it's like everywhere and it's so shocking so what do you think about that I mean yeah I think like you said it's definitely saw this year last year um and the end of 2021 yeah like, you know in 2019 2018 2020 like you saw like this boom of like different campaigns with different yeah. people like people with vitiligo people uh you know in wheelchairs and like yeah. super plus people and like dark-skinned women and I was just like in 2020 
because it was so much 2020 there's so much happening in 2020 right (laughs) it was racial racial wars yeah body positivity it was queer rights and queer freedom it was like covid it was a lot that happened in 2020 like (laughs) so much has happened in 2020 in that in that short 12 months and like there were some setbacks there's also some great feats we made in 2020 Mm -hmm. and now I just feel like was all that just because companies were like okay so with the whole racial riots and with the whole body positivity boom yep let's jump on it now Mm -hmm. that we are inclusive and diverse stuff like that but we're only just doing it to check off these boxes and now you see that that is 100 percent the case because now you see 2020 in the 2021 2022 and 2023 that it's just like less 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 and less and now we have the almond mom and um Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. talking about she she eats chicken broth or she drinks ch- chicken broth for meals and yeah and I'm just like what the hell is that like mm-hmm. something that we are definitely going backwards and someone who's been in this industry for almost a decade and people before me who never got their flowers who were about the fat queer black rights and the body positive movement because that's where it came from all these like middle-sized white girls who are creating double chins they Mm -hmm. are pioneers of this movement it was like the black fat queer and dark-skinned people back in the 70s who started the body positive movement that white women who are kind of sort of fat are benefiting from as absolutely as yeah. usual like you know we start these movements and always somehow uh colonizers take over a movement and then make money off of it, yeah. it it's this is historical facts and people who are like that's not right read some books and you'll see all the facts because i'm not gonna I'm, i don't debate with people who are like that but um yeah it's it's crazy how we went backwards and it's like it, it makes me feel like quitting this industry and i have stopped pitching myself to fashion um and casting because I'm just like I don't feel right being in this anymore like I'm not going to keep fighting against if you think that I'm ugly and my birth my body's unworthy fine like it's it's to the point where I just don't care what society thinks about my body anymore I feel like I've become much more radical like on my podcast I have called out several brands um that I've worked with prior to that have discarded me because I'm not in anymore uh but they still use the same uh small fats no double chin chiseled jaw food Mm -hmm. no stomach little arms you know basically skinny people masquerading as fat people as i like to call it yeah like so and then they they kick me a true plus size person to the curb and so yeah i was very angry like i'm still upset but it's just like it's it's getting dull because now i'm just like okay you think i'm ugly fuck it then i'm ugly then like i i will i will pick that and i will choose that (laughs) and i will be that and if you don't think that I'm worthy, then I don't need you to think that I'm worthy. So it's to the point I'm just like, I haven't followed a lot of plus size brands. I haven't followed a lot of plus size influencers because they're all full of shit and they're super fake and they don't care about fat people getting rights. They only care yeah. about sitting behind Kim K at a Givenchy show, a Givenchy show. Yeah. They only care about, you know, getting brand deals. They don't care about fat people's rights. They don't. And I can tell you one thing. I think it was in the pandemic, like right when the pandemic started, a really big American brand reached out to me and they were like, now we have plus size fashion too. And uh, we would like you to um, yeah, do some Instagram postings for us. And I was already like super suspicious because they are like kind of known for not being so 
inclusive at all. And then I was writing back to them. I was like, that sounds great. Can you please tell me how inclusive you are? And I have to look back which size it was. I think they told me they now have size 14 or, or 16. I think it was 14. And I was like, you, do you know, like, that I have size 20? <laughs> like, I you're completely not inclusive at all. And what am I supposed to do with your brand now? And they were like, oh, it's no problem. We have jeans. Um, it's super stretchy. Um, you could fit in that. And if you don't fit in it, then you can just leave the, how you say, the, the button open on the front and then you just do back pictures. And if it's too much, you can still cut it in the back. And then and I was like, hell no, I'm not doing that. I'm not oh lying my to my audience. I'm not lying to my audience. Oh. I'm not doing this kind of stuff. And I know there's so many influencers out there doing that. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so I'm a professional uh, plus size fashion stylist. Like I'm working with so many women out there um, having problems to dress themselves. And then they are sending me pictures and then they're like, I'm so, yeah, I'm sad. I bought the same jeans as XYZ influencer. And now it came and it looks like I have the same body as her. And now it doesn't fit me at all. And I'm like, yep, I can tell you there's like so much stuff out there that you don't even want to know about that's going on in advertising and in influencer marketing. So yeah. I, I don't even, uh, I know it's not going to fit you. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because, a lot, and it's, it's really interesting because there's not a lot of plus size stylists either. Yeah. So on set, I've never, I'm trying to think when have, have I ever had a plus size stylist? And mind you, I've worked with all the major Old Navy. Yeah. With like Target, I've worked with Torrid and not, never have I had a plus size stylist, mm-hmm. even on the set of a plus size company. And it's just yeah. like, you guys exist plus size stylists exist, but they want to give it to thin white or Asian women, or maybe it might be a gay man. Uh, but usually it's not, it's usually like thin white women. And then second is the thin Asian women. And I've been body shamed by several thin stylists who are trying to style me and failed miserably because they don't know. They don't don't know the plus size stores. How are you a stylist? Or a plus size brand and you don't know where to get plus size clothes. Yeah. So that means that you're not qualified for the position. But because yeah. thin privilege tells you that thin people can do whatever and it just works out. It's not right? working. I'm, I'm telling you that it's just not working. On the one hand, they don't know the brands, but they also don't know. And I'm sorry, they do not know the thicker body shapes. Mm-hmm. They don't know the curves that uh, like let's say that the plus size woman has they don't know how legs look differently they don't know like how a belly looks different they don't know about arms they don't get it if they buy you a shirt that they also have to have a look if your arms gonna fit in that they do not have any kind of idea or experience and I'm always so shocked when I see these kind of shootings and there was another brand um a very expensive brand um I saw something on, on Instagram and I was like I need this I need this outfit so badly I want to have that I went to the store it's not even in my country I had to go next country and I was wearing it and I was in the store and I was really so happy to wear it and then in the end I was like where's the belt and the sales lady told me like what belt and I was like no 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 there was a belt in the same color same fabric on the model and that's the only reason actually why this whole outfit looks so great because the waistline is cinched and that's perfectly working for my body shape. And that's why I want to have this outfit. It's making the whole thing. It's like the, the center of the whole outfit. And she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm giving you the lookbook. We're going to look through it together. And I'm, I can tell you, I did not get anything from uh, from um, headquarters. Then we were looking for the lookbook. 
no belt. Then I showed her the picture online. She's like, I'm so sorry, but the stylist, or I don't know, the director must have made that just for the model. And I was like, are you guys kidding me? You're selling, it's so expensive, this outfit. It's so freaking expensive. And that's like the misleading advertising all of the time. So you are already plus size. You already have problems getting something, getting something nice. And then they're still, yeah, fucking it up. I I hate that so much. No, yeah, I've definitely had to be sewed into clothes on set because they don't have my size or you know, made to, I can't move that well because they want to yeah. buy things that are two sizes, too little for me. And I still have yeah. to model as if it fits and like mm-hmm. the other models can move and do things. And I'm stuck in something that I literally cannot model properly in. But I, one thing about me is that I never, I, when I do any job, I want to be the one to stick out, the one to stand out in any campaign. Yeah. And so I'm going to do what I have to do with what they give me, but it's yeah. unfortunate that we have to do that. Like, why do we mm-hmm. have to work with scraps? Why do we have to work with uh, jeans that are too small or you have to cut the back out or cut the whole side panel out for me to fit in it and I can't move to the side without having my whole booty out? Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. why do we have to be subjected to that in this industry? Like, why can't you just have my fucking size? Exactly. And if they're already booking you as a model, they do have your sizes. Your agency, everybody has your size. They mm. already know. They already know beforehand. They don't care. They really they don't, don't care. They don't, they don't care, care if the, the fat girl wants, if the fat girl looks the worst dress out of everybody. They yeah. don't care. It's just, yeah, it's it's like how it is. You're being used as a token. It's like, we're inclusive. Here we have one. It's mostly one, maybe two. But nowadays, if they have a model, it's exactly just one. We have the one model and um, we are inclusive. But actually, what is going behind the scenes is not inclu- inclusive at all. It's actually really sad. And mm-hmm. if people would know more about that, they would also think more about, is it really worth it to buy for the, oh, like, buy the clothes of their brand? That's why, like, I, at this point, I'm just, like, very, you know, I like to call myself a, a ex-model because I don't really do a lot of modeling now and I don't really care to. Like, if something comes up, I'll do it, but I'm not actively trying to be a model anymore because yeah. I've done it, been there, done it. Thanks for the money. Yeah. I don't want anything else to do with you guys. Um, But, yeah, like, a lot of people don't know what goes behind the scenes in Torrid. You know, yeah. they don't know the behind the scenes. And, like, when I saw, when I was, like, okay, I'm going to do a tell-all and whoever messes with it messes with it but the fact that no one has came out and said anything about 98 percent of these brands is really sad now the one brand that i will say that um they are not necessarily um have the most like inclusive production team but like their front end is who's doing really good is target like i would say target actually they've had models in wheelchairs with vitiligo they've had super plus models models with natural hair um models with stretch marks like I feel like Target's marketing um is pretty good I, I can't I don't I haven't seen any of their like you know newer but when I was modeling yeah. with definitely seeing them trying to be more inclusive having more hijabi models and stuff like that yeah so I, I hope they keep up with it and not be like other companies who are like we just did it for 2020 and 2021 but now mm-hmm. we're going back. I hope that Target continues to stay with inclusive marketing and, and media Wow, that's, yeah, that's that sounds really good. And I also have to say, especially like the smaller brands and the small designers out there that are inclusive, they're actually a so much better job with the really like small amount of money and possibilities possibilities that they're having than like a lot of big, big, big brands. Where I'm really thinking like, 
they're doing their best. They're really trying. I know they don't have the money for it, but at least they're, they're doing what they can do. And then you have really big brands and it's just like doing nothing. And as you said before, they're not even having like real stylists on set that are able to cater to plus size women. And the thing with stylists is also what I can say, if an outfit is not working properly, a lot of them get like really mad mm-hmm. because they have to figure out now a way to make it work somehow. And then they come up with the most strangest idea, but mostly they're also taking it out on some models. Like it's insane. So at the moment, I really have to say, I'm really happy that I work more with real inclusive brands that are just inclusive and maybe do not cater to standardizing because stuff there's like really different working because they're taking care of all of that. Um, but yeah, I really hope in the future when this trend of not being inclusive is gone somewhere and we can maybe start over, it doesn't look bright either. And I'm honestly also afraid. I'm really afraid because if I think about like me being a teenager and I had to go through all of that stuff with no plus size models, not mm. even curvy models, like no one was there, then mm. there was no kind of clothing that we could wear. And if I think now there's a new generation and they have to go through the same shit again, like why? The first thing is like, why do we repeat history again? Mm -hmm. And B, didn't we like learn about being more inclusive and the great stuff that's happening out of being inclusive? Mm -hmm. It's crazy. A couple of weeks ago, I've been on a networking event as a business owner and somebody asked me what I'm doing. And I told him what I'm doing, says inclusive, fashion stylist, fashion expert. And then he was like, oh, so you're responsible that fat people basically keep on being fat and I was like what excuse me yeah because if you're finding now clothes that fat people fit into then they have no kind of motivation to lose weight I'm like what the hell are you trying to tell me here it's like I was not even trying to I was not even trying to tell him anything against that because I can't I was just like you know what you have your opinions. If you would read into certain kind of things, you would be en- enlightened what's going on in this world. But bye. Like, I cannot take that. Wow. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Wow. That is, yeah. wow. And it's crazy because those same very men um, are usually fat, chubby chasers. Yeah. Yeah. So they always have some type of deeply rooted thing. So either yeah. some fat girl turned him down when he was 16. Mm-hmm um or he has a secret fetish for fat women or yeah. fat men. You never know because like why, know. <laughs> why do you care so much exactly what the fuck, what the fuck i'm doing so yeah. instead of saying like oh okay that's interesting or whatever like tell me more about it like you know so tell me more yeah. about that. so like instead of saying that you automatically go to oh you're making fat people stay fat okay first yeah. of all um wow H- how can i make you stay fat by dressing you yeah. So that doesn't even make sense, number one. It doesn't. Two, I always tell people, like, so the, for the people, people who don't want us to dress up, I feel like there should just be a whole thing where fat people just go outside nude. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want us to wear clothes. They will make clothes for us. So all the fatties just go outside and walk around naked. Because yeah. you guys don't want to, you guys don't want to dress us. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that you're keeping us fat. Yeah. So we should just not wear clothing. There yeah. should be a whole flash mob of, like, fat people <laughs> in the country walking outside nude. <laughs> That's it. That, 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 that's what I think is going to work. But, you know, there are like so many people getting triggered by that kind of stuff. It's insane. Like I can, I remember, I think two years ago, I was posting a really sweet, like not even over sexualized or sexy photo of me. It was really just me in a bikini having a great time at the beach. 
and I immediately had so many women unfollowing me I had like you have no idea and then I got comments and messages like if I would be you I would not post that kind of stuff and you should really like take care what you're posting and would be better if you could like cover up yourself a little bit more and then I was thinking okay if a woman that is skinny is posting a bikini pictures and we have plenty of those on Instagram they're getting cheered up by everyone there are so many comments beneath that like you look great and that's a cute bikini and there's no hate at all but if a woman that has like a little bit more or more on her body it's just like everybody's getting inside and I'm thinking like why is that like where does this hate come from do these people hate themselves do they have like issues with their own bodies that they have to take it out on let's say a weaker person because we always seem to be like the the weak link in the society because um there's so many so much bias that I've heard like we are too lazy to to do sports and we are uncontrolled and we just binge eat all day mm-hmm. we just eat McDonald's and I don't know what <laughs> just eat fast food. yeah sure it's, it's the only thing I eat breakfast and lunch and evening and yeah no of course not no yeah I think and I'm so sorry that happened to you because that's so fucked up and so inappropriate and so upsetting for even me to hear that but good riddance those people and the people who and the people who did send you that I would I'm petty uh I would definitely post uh their message so people can respond to them them saying the cover up because if you're that bold to inbox me or put under my picture how I should cover up you should be bold enough when I post it on my page and people start getting you you sound ridiculous as hell um I think people think that that people are the weakest link. They think that yeah. we are secondary, second class citizens, mm-hmm. that we will accept anything and that we do not deserve to live our best lives in the bodies we have right now. They really think that they are better. Like, yeah. it, like they are more human being. They get more mm-hmm. right. It's like, okay, I'm sorry. Where did it say anywhere that because I am way more or yeah. I'm bigger or taller that you're better than me? And yeah. so I have to constantly because you know, I'm very petty I'm very petty <laughs> and so when people come at me they don't expect me to come at them like I do because they have talked to other fat people who have low self-esteem or they don't yeah. know how to come back or read them to filth so anytime like a thin person comes at me crazy and I match the energy and go above they know <laughs> what to say they're like yeah uh, what what because they don't expect you know they expect me to be like oh my god I'm sorry is my fat I'm so sorry yeah. is my fat on you oh my god I'm so sorry <laughs> for existing no yeah. I'm not, we're not doing that shit and if that's the kind of fat person you expected then you you cross the right one today because I'm mm-hmm. I'm very very confrontational uh and so like I feel like they just think they're better and so you have to honestly read them to filth I think the best thing to com- combat that is like being like the the good fatty, right? The one who are always on a diet, the one who's always apologizing for taking up space, the one who's always like, oh, I'm sorry, is my chest out? Let me cover it up. Mm-hmm. You need to stop that shit immediately. I always tell like fat women, the most you can do is be the most, be the most extra, dress the loudest, be the yes. most ridiculous. Okay. And take up all the space you want because that's exactly. what's my respect. Being the good fatty has not gotten us anywhere. Exactly. Disruptive fatty has gotten me everywhere. Yeah. That is a fact. Like me being quiet and nice and polite. No, it's over. They've had hundreds of years of fat people being nice and polite and all this stuff. So now you're going to get the bitch, the fatty bitch. (laughs) The the bitchy, bitchy fat person. Yeah, exactly. 
and it's how you said like take up space show yourself and dress up it's yeah. like from us expected that we should stay at home and when we're outside we just have like we're wearing a tent that is maybe in black color maybe in navy blue Mm-hmm. That's all we're allowed to wear. Yeah, and maybe... they make fun of you. They make fun of you for doing that too. Because exactly. when people don't dress up, they're like, oh, yeah. oh you fats don't put effort into your outfits. So yeah. it's like you dress up, you get you make you get made mm-hmm. fun of. Or a tent, you get made fun of. So it's just exactly. like which what kind of fatty do you want today? Yeah, which exactly. Fatty? Which one choose? <laughs> choose yeah. your fatty today. They, 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 they don't want they don't want any. So it's like, okay, so now I'm gonna come as as me. Yeah. Cause because you 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 win, you lose. You lose, you lose. It is what it is. So I tell fat women, please stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. You're gonna have you're gonna have your moments. We all do, but stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop letting your thin friends uh make fun of your weight or 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 tell you about diets because skinny people always want to talk about what fat people should do. Mind your fucking oh, thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stop stop going to them with to stores where they don't have plus size. Uh, yeah. clothes options because I'm not going to shopping with you if they don't have clothes for me so go yeah. to your skinny girl store yourself I'm not fucking going okay yeah. stop letting skinny girls take you to the bar where you sit on these stools that can't fit your fat ass okay? right so no I tell my my skinny friends we're not sitting at the bar because my fat ass is gonna swallow swallow the stool whole and I'm not Absolutely. sitting at the bar so all my fat friends love no bar seating for me and if you want to yeah. sit at the bar sit at the bar I'm gonna sit at a fucking low top table okay <laughs> like <laughs> yeah absolutely and I mean it's not only about being fat I remember even when I was super skinny I was so I was size zero I was at the bar and it was one of those high chairs with a table and I got a little tipsy but not too tipsy like I was still I was still feeling it but I'm quite short so I tried to get up from the stool and I completely smashed over the entire table all the drinks were on the floor and we're going into the dresses from the other woman beside and that was not because I was fat because back then I was skinny it was just because I was too small so it, it doesn't matter what kind of shape or height you are you can always tell what you want to do and where you want to sit like that is true that is definitely true tell them <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you have to be comfortable like if I'm not going to be comfortable don't invite no. me Exactly, so, and all my all I don't all my thin friends, my straight size friends, understand fat phobia. They never call themselves fat. They don't yeah. talk about diet culture. Everybody knows we, what we're not going to do. And if you want to do that, go talk to your skinny friends about diets. But yeah. when I come here, what what are we eating? Yeah, like, exactly. What what are drinks at? What are we going to eat? Like, okay, <laughs> let's go. And if if you're not going to do that, if you want a diet, don't have it around me. I love yeah. this for you, but go do sure. that shit somewhere else. I'm going to have this burger and milkshake. So if you feel offended by me having a burger and milkshake, then don't come eat with me. Exactly. It's simple. It's simple. That's, that's how it is. I love that. So if you think about like the fashion industry, like how it's going now, what would you wish from the industry, how it should be in the future or like in the very soonest future? Like, let's be real. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, like I would want, you know, I'm, 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 I'm aging out of modeling, unfortunately, like, you know, yeah. people in their 30, mid thirties and they, 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 you know, they want young 20 year olds and stuff like that. So, you know, for the new girlies in the industry, I, I want them to be treated with respect. You know, I want them to have clothes that fit them when they go on set. Uh, I want them to not feel as though they are tokens. I don't want them to be like a token black or a token fat or a token Muslim. Like it should truly be inclusive because yeah. in America, it's a melting pot. Like only white people just don't exist in America. Like thin white uh, Haley Bieber's and Kylie's yeah. and stuff. That's not the that's not the norm of America. 
we are a melting pot and it should be shown in our ads. Like we have Bangladeshi and Indian and African and African American. And so because we are a melting pot, like it needs to be shown. We are different sizes, different race, different creeds. And I want brands to champion that and understand that that's going to bring in revenue. Like you being uh, exclusive is not going to bring in the revenue you think it is, but because you know, colonizers own a lot of these companies they don't really care at the end of the day they just want to see they want everything to be exclusive but it's just like the inclusive people are who are buying these products and i think it yep. goes back to what you said about if people really knew what was going on behind the scenes would they support these businesses yeah you know I mean? there's not a lot of transparency going on on, no, on both not. sides for the influencers or the brands and yeah. so you're gonna you know do something with someone make sure you are being transparent make sure the brand is being transparent like how many black people are on set do you have a fat stylist like you know yeah uh, go up to 24 26 what like what are you gonna do maybe not now do you plan on doing in the future it's like yeah questions if you are in a position of power because a lot of these influencers and tiktokers they do have power like Mm -hmm. can't get across without them and so they have to do what they have to do to understand like for the people, like you have to do these things. Also, the people have, you know, uh, responsibility as well. It's not just, you know, it's the brands, it's the the middleman influencer, and then it's the the pe- the consumers. It's yeah. like we all have a choice to do something or not. And right now, we have failed miserably. We keep allowing plus size brands to to sell us pipe dreams. We keep yeah. allowing these fashion people and these influencers to sell us things that are not real. Yeah. So it's like we have to put in the extra effort to like look and ask these questions, right? Uh, like a picture that has a model who they don't they wouldn't usually use to be like, okay, hey, there's numbers, right? Behind this. Like this model is dark skin or super plus, and um they got a lot of likes on that picture, a lot of comments, like let's use her again. Like we can do small things to really push the agenda. And people are becoming very lazy. People yeah. are gonna be very want to live in a fairy tale of bbls and fake teeth and fake nails and fake lips and all this stuff people want to live in fairy tales but at the same time it's like you have a daughter you have, you have a cousin you have a mom who are looking at these ads and it doesn't make them feel good exactly so at the end of the day it's just like are you going to live in this this fantasy fashion world or are you going to actually look at the people around you and say hey what brands makes this person who's growing into their body and trying to figure out like how to be a human being in this world how is it making them feel and so that was get, yeah you know more into psychological um gambit of of consumerism yeah I, i'm so with you on that you can really see how all this fakeness <laughs> has really taken also a toll on a lot of people like you know being get i mean i'm not judging anyone you have to do whatever makes you feel happy but the amount of especially young women getting i don't know injections and botox and fillers and i'm thinking like why you're you're beautiful and you're perfect and you're so young like why the hell do you need that kind of stuff but it's really like the pressure that comes out of social media and i would really hope in the future people would just be like okay let's just be natural like like let's be the people that we really are and whatever you know yeah. oh yeah that's how it is I mean Leah you also said you have a book I would like you to yeah tell us about the book like what how is it called and a little bit like yeah maybe can give us a little sneak peek on what's yeah the topic yeah so I write I write whole books <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm a whole author, which a lot of people don't know. They just know me for like my my pretty face, uh, me talking shit. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, so I have uh three books out because I know some people oh, don't wow. know about the first one because it came before COVID started, so I didn't get a chance to to bloom. But yeah, mm-hmm. so things of a fat black Muslim um is a memoir, you know, about my life when I was uh back at, back home and trying to become a model and the pair of stories in there as well. Uh, some some trauma in my family that happened, and basically it's a coming of age story of like, okay, how do you you know, make, you know, turn from a weed to a rose, right? Because like, you know, I had a very interesting upbringing. Um, and so I think a lot of people who've read it, like it deeply resonates with a lot of people, not just black, Muslim or fat people, but just people who maybe didn't come from, you know, trust fund baby or like, yeah. Know, like that. And to see that you can do well in the body you have right now, Mm-hmm. And so that's that's the first book, and then the then I went the other direction. Uh, I wrote uh, a dystopian novel for all the oh. sci-fi people out there who who like uh, stories like Hunger Games or um, things like that, like you know more futuristic novel. I wrote too, so uh, it's a duology. So the first book came out last year. It's called The Union, and the second one is out November seventh. It's called The Descent. Uh, so it's it's a it's a pair. So yeah. So for the people who like to read about people's lives, the memoir, people who like to read adventure, sci-fi, uh, in the future, multicultural, you know, dystopian, then you will read The Descent uh, in the Union. So Wow, I did not know that. Okay, I will absolutely put uh, the two already existing books into the notes um, of the episode. And I will also writes the name of the third upcoming book into that because we should really I always say we have to support each other we have yeah. to support our you know our community and um as women as plus size women because other like especially men if you think about them they're supporting each other too so we have to do the same and it sounds amazing I'm really really looking forward to that yeah, and like... yeah so we also find you on Instagram right so what is your handle there yeah, so I you can find me um on my website, which is leahvernon.com mm-hmm. or on Instagram. I'm talking shit on there a lot um about <laughs> the industry and just life dating. That is L Vernon 2000. And then I just started a podcast as well. Um two months ago. It's called Tea with Leah V. It's on Podbean mm-hmm. and Apple Podcasts. Nice. Oh my gosh. I will also um put those in the notes. And Leah, in a nutshell, can you give us like one little advice for all women out there, how they can feel comfortable and confident today? Like what they can do? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I always tell people like just in a nutshell is that it is definitely possible for you to live your best life in the body you have right now not the body you had yeah. 10 years ago not the body you could have in the future the body right now is worthy it is your temple and if you try at least once a week to do something amazing and fun and great for your temple you will see how the world is going to change for you so that was beautiful Leah thank you from the bottom of my heart that you have been here guest today on the podcast and really I wish you a beautiful day and thanks to our listener out there bye Leah bye thank you